Hello, everybody. I'm Jeremy Pearsons. You're watching Legacy Television. We're so glad you tuned into this broadcast today. In just a moment, we're going to go into service from here at Legacy Church in Green Mountain Falls, Colorado, where God is doing great things and greater things are yet to come. We're so stirred up and excited about the word of the Lord that we have for this year. He spoke to us and said that 2021 would be the year of life more abundantly. And that's what we've been talking about in church and on this broadcast for weeks and weeks now about that life more abundantly. And that's what Jesus said. He said, I came to give you, came that you might have life and have it how? More abundantly to the full until it overflows. Now your next question should be, okay, Jesus, if that's the kind of life you came to give me, where do I go to find it? How do I get a hold of it? And that's what we've been talking about and will be talking about on this broadcast today. Last week, we began a message we call, That's the Spirit. Because Jesus said, it's the Spirit that quickens, the flesh profits nothing. It's the Spirit that gives life. It's the Spirit. That's where you find that life more abundantly. It's not found in the flesh. It's found in the Spirit. So today's message is part two of That's the Spirit. And the reason we call it that is because you and I need to be quick to acknowledge and recognize when we are experiencing the leadership of the Spirit of God, the move and the direction of the Spirit of God in our lives. When you see it, be quick to say it. That's the Spirit. Jesus himself said, we've got both of these things, the spirit and the flesh. It's the spirit that's willing, but the flesh is weak. So when you see the spirit at work in your life, say, that's the spirit. When you see that it's the flesh, you say, no, that's the flesh. That's the old me. That's the me that got crucified on that cross with Jesus. Be quick to recognize what's spirit and what's flesh. And that's what we're going to talk about on this broadcast today. Now this flesh nature... This part of you didn't get reborn. It's the same flesh you had before you were born again, before you made Jesus the Lord of your life. This is the same stuff. It didn't get recreated. It was the spirit on the inside of you, the real you, who you really are. That's what went from death to life. That's what came alive unto God. And the scripture that we looked at there in 1 John said, his seed is in you. You are born of him. That means his DNA is in you. His life is in you. His characteristics, how he thinks and what he does, that's somewhere in here. Now you still got all this flesh stuff. I still got all this flesh stuff, but here's where we're different from the rest of this world. We've also got a spirit that's alive unto God. We've also got this spirit that is born of God. We've got another source of life. We've got his life giving life to our life. And if you've got kids like we do, you've done the same thing we've done. We look at them and sometimes they say something or they do something and Sarah will look at Justice and he'll do something. She goes, that's your daddy. That is your daddy right there. Look at them toes. Those are your daddy's toes. Or Jesse will do something and people tell her all the time, you look just like your mama. You are her little mini me. You look just like her. Oh my goodness, look at that. Well, why is that? Because they're born of us. They've got our life in them. Well, you're born of God, which means you've got a measure of his life in you, born into you. Now, the flesh stuff 
In case you didn't know this already, it's not doing you any favors. It produces nothing. It's profitable for nothing. So to think according to the flesh and live according to the flesh and walk according to the flesh, it's not doing anything. Life is over here in the spirit. The scripture deals with this so much that you and I have got to take the time to learn to distinguish between the two. What is spirit and what is flesh? What was God and what was just me? we got to learn to recognize it. And if you go back and look at these verses we looked at in 1 John, we see what's born of God. He says, whoever, whoever uh, has been born of God doesn't sin. So the scripture says, if you know to, good, to do good and you don't do it, that's sin. What part of you committed sin? Huh? It was the flesh. It wasn't your spirit that did that. Your spirit's alive unto God. Who you really are is, is, is clean and righteous and has been and is being continually washed by the blood of Jesus. So when you sin and you miss the mark and you fail like we all have, you need to recognize, wait a second, that was my flesh. That was my flesh that did that because my spirit is born of God. So when you don't sin, when you're tempted to and you don't, what part of you was strong enough to overcome? That's the spirit. Somebody say, that's the spirit. Come on, say it like that. That's the spirit. That's what this message is today. That's the spirit. Learning to recognize the spirit and the flesh and the difference between them. He also said there in 1 John, Beloved, let us love one another. For whoever loves is born of God. So when you're acting like a fool and you fly off the handle and you lose your temper, huh? And you say some things you shouldn't have said, what part of you did that? That's the flesh. And it would do you and I some good to, to call it. And to even say it out loud, if you're in a place where you can, hey, wait, hey, that was the flesh. <laughs> See, I've been meditating on some of this for about a week now, and I just keep finding myself recognizing some thoughts or even some words or getting in conversations that, wait a second, nope, that's the flesh. That's the flesh. And if you will acknowledge it out loud, you'll suck the power out of it. Yeah. Nope, that's the flesh. I'm not yielding to that. But he said right here, on the other hand, when you love, what part of you did that? That's the spirit. It's the spirit of love. It's the spirit of love that held your tongue instead of just saying those words that came to your mind. It's that love working in you that just was calm and cool and collected. It's love working in you when they cut you off in traffic and you didn't do a thing about it. That's love working. Well, what part of you did that? The spirit. He talked in, in those scriptures in, verse, in uh, 1 John about um, whoever's born of God has overcome the world. What part of you is world overcoming? That's the spirit. But what part of you falters and fails 
That's the flesh. Learn to recognize that. No, no, that was the flesh. That's not me. That's not me. We've got to learn to recognize the difference and call it and say it out loud. That's the flesh. That's the spirit. And what you got to understand is there are two yous. Every one of us born of the flesh. And if you've made Jesus your Lord, you're also born of the spirit. And the flesh is talking and the spirit's talking. Now, if I brought somebody else up on this platform and they stood right here next to me and I said, okay, you go ahead and talk. And they began talking and I started talking at the same time, but I have a microphone and they don't. Which one are you going to hear? Oh, you might hear a little something out of this guy over here. But if I stand here and I talk to you like this because I've got a microphone, somebody whose voice is not amplified, somebody whose voice is not magnified, you are going to hear the one who's the loudest, right? Spirit's talking, flesh is talking. You get to decide who gets the mic. You get to decide which one you're going to give the microphone to. And when you hand the mic to the flesh... The Spirit's still standing here talking, saying, come on, let's go this way. Let's do, oh, don't say that. Don't say that. And the flesh is going, let us say with loud voice what we think and what we feel and say it now. Come on, man. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Get it out. <laughs> and if that's the voice with the microphone, guess what you're about to do? Just let it fly. But there's something about the flesh that I don't think we've fully understood. We've known that the flesh, to, to put it in uh, probably overly simple terms, the flesh is the part that wants to do something bad. The flesh is the part that, that does bad things or says bad things. And there, there's some truth to that. I mean, the scripture talks about uh, a man being tempted and drawn away by his own desires, this unregenerated, unborn again flesh, man. It's still got that old man in it. But for the believer, for the person who, who genuinely loves God and, and wants to do with their life what God created them to do and wants to walk by faith and fulfill his plan and finish their race and, and run their race and finish the course, then if you're honest about it, you desire to do good. There's an inborn desire in you now because you've been born of God there's an inborn thing in you that desires good that wants to do good but the flesh is not just simply the part of you that wants to do bad the flesh is the part of you that actually wants to do good but has no power to do it I should maybe say it to you like this. It's the spirit in you that wills to do good. But when you look to the flesh for the strength to do it, you fall every time. You fail every time. It's sort of like hearing somebody preach to you on walking in love. It's like we're talking something about right now. Now, walking in love, walking in love, being good and being kind and being patient with your family, your wife, your husband, your kids, the people you walk, work, work with, walk in love, walk in love, walk in love. And that's a good word. But if you hear that and, man, you get convicted, you think, man, you're right. 
I got to be walking in love. I shouldn't have said what I did. I shouldn't have said it the way I did. I flew off the handle. I lost my temper. Okay. Okay, Jeremy. No more of that. Don't do... Bad, Jeremy. Don't do that anymore. You hear me? You're going to... You start in tomorrow morning. You're going to walk in love, walk in love, walk in love. Come on, walk in love, walk in love, walk in love, walk in love, walk in love. Dead gummit, walk in love. I'm about to be the biggest jerk I've ever been. Why? Huh? Because I'm taking what my spirit wills to do and look into my flesh for the strength to do it. And it's not going to work. It's not going to work. About 40 minutes ago, I asked you to find Romans 7. Did you do that yet? <laughs> Romans chapter 7. This is actually such good news. We're about to read and find out that this same tug of war, this same thing that I've dealt with and you've dealt with, this, this will to do good and no strength to do it, we're not the only one. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, you're not the only one. Who else? We're going to read about a man named Paul. This guy who the Spirit of God used to pen most of the New Testament had this same tug of war going on in him. He said in verse 15, we're going to have to read several verses here, but he said, how many times have you said this before? Verse 15, what I'm doing, I do not understand. <laughs> Come on, be honest. Who has said that before? What I'm doing, I don't get it. What is the matter with me? I want to do it right. I want to stop missing it. I want to stop failing every time. I want to quit making that same stupid mistake and quit sinning in the same stupid way over and over. But I keep doing it. I don't get it. Yeah. You ever ask yourself, what is wrong with me? Well, you got flesh. You've got flesh. Paul had flesh. I got flesh. Jesus had flesh. But he was a perfect example of how to crucify it and not have to live according to the dictates of the flesh. But Paul's wrestling with it here. He said in verse 15, what I'm doing, I don't understand. For what I will to do, that I don't practice. But what I hate, that's what I end up doing. It's quiet in here, but I know there's a bunch of you. I know it's me. I know every one of us have been right there. I want to do this, and I don't do it. I don't want to do that, and I end up doing it every time. What is wrong with me? That's what he's asking. He said in verse 16, If then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that it's good, but now it's no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, now listen to this distinction, that is in my flesh. In me, but he's being specific here, in the flesh side, in the flesh, in the part of me that was born of flesh, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. Does that sound like what Jesus said? The flesh profits nothing? In the flesh part of me, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good, I don't find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. 
But the evil that I will not to do, that I practice, that I end up doing. Now, if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. He's saying it's that flesh side of me. What's he doing? He's calling it out loud. When I do something that I didn't will to do, the desire wasn't there, but I got pulled into it. That's the flesh pointing at it, calling it out loud. That's the flesh. And he said in verse 21, I find then a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of in the law of God according to the inward man. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Listen to him. Oh, wretched man that I am. He's kind of being hard on himself here. Oh, wretched man that I am. Who will deliver me from this body of death? This is a real struggle. You ever heard anybody say that? The struggle is real. This one was real. It was his, it's been mine, it's been yours. Everybody knows this struggle all too well. Because you're born again, there's a spirit in you, God's spirit that gave life to you and the will to do good, the will to fulfill the plan of God. Man, that is in you. I don't even know how a better way to get that across to you. That's who you are. This, this flesh isn't who you are now. It's the spirit that's alive unto God. And yet, you still got this flesh to deal with. And he said there's a war. I think of it like a tug of war. Did you ever play tug of war as a kid? You get two teams lined up on either side and one's pulling this way and another's pulling this way. You got spirit and you got flesh. But you get to decide which one gets fed. You get to decide which one is loudest. You get to decide which one gets stronger and stronger and which one gets weaker and weaker. But you have to remember this, the flesh is weak. It's weak. He said, oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I love verse 25. I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's who. What was his question? Who's going to deliver me from this body of death? Jesus is. Jesus will. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord so that with the mind I myself serve the law of God but with the flesh the law of sin. You got to connect it to chapter 8 verse 1. The best news you've heard all day. There is. Therefore. Now. Say it with me. No condemnation. See, that's, that's Satan's whole goal with this flesh side. Get you roped into stuff so that as soon as you do it and as soon as you say it and as soon as you miss that mark again, he can turn right around and beat you over the head with it. But the good news is there is, therefore, right now, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, every time you see the word flesh, In these next few verses, say it out loud. Every time you see the word spirit, say it out loud. He said, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the but according to the spirit. For the law of the spirit 
spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death for what the law could not do uh, in that it was weak through the flesh. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the but according to the See, you get to decide which one you walk according to. This is your choice. For those, he said in verse 5, who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the But those who live according to the Spirit, set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally, or you could say to be fleshly minded, is death. But to be spiritually minded is what? It's what? It's what? Life. It's life. I came that you'd have life and have it more abundantly. Okay, Jesus, how do I get it? How do I access it? You got to get the spirit things on your mind. Because to be fleshly, carnally minded is nothing but death. But to be spiritually minded is life. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.